Hey, Wowzer fams, Mindy here. And before we start the show, I just wanted to let you know that there are a couple of fun ways to keep the wow rolling after you've finished an episode. First, we invite you to become a member of the World Organization of Wowzers, a not-so-secret society of people like you who help to power the wow over here at Tinkercast. By joining, you help support the work that we're doing to create free podcasts, educational resources, and so much more. But we aren't just asking for a donation. When you join, we will send you a welcome box with an exclusive members-only t-shirt, an autographed picture, and more. Plus, with every membership, you'll have access to an online library of over 750 hands-on activities to keep you thinking and tinkering long after the show. For more on how to become a member of the WOW, grown-ups, you can visit us at tinkercast.com slash members. And speaking of thinking and tinkering, we also have a book coming out. The Two What's in a Wow Think and Tinker Playbook is the perfect companion to our free daily podcast. The book will be released on June 30th, but you can help us out by pre-ordering it today. For more on how to get a copy for yourself, visit tinkercast.com slash shop. Finally, thank you, Wowzer families, for all of the support over the last three years of this podcast. We truly could not have done this without you. And with that said, we hope that you'll enjoy this brand new episode of Wow in the World. Sometime, the handles make great shoulder straps. See? Well, uh, anyway, Mindy, I was just outside working in my vegetable garden when I noticed your alarm clock fly out the window and land on my precious heirloom tomatoes. Well, you know what they say. Time flies when your alarm clock won't leave you alone and you have to throw it out the window. Uh... 
That's not how the saying goes. Anywho, let me go wake up Reggie and we can start the day. Reggie's not home. What? He's not here. He left an hour ago. Something about a family feathered forum or a flock of friends forum. No, no, wait. It was a it was a fine fowl forum featuring. What a- is he talking about, Mindy? Wait a minute, Dennis. You're telling me that Reggie went to the flock of feathers forum without me? Yeah, that's it. The flock of forum features. Wait. What was it again? <sighs> Mindy, what's going on? Guy Raz, come inside. We need to get you dressed. Get get me dressed? You're the one wearing a grocery bag. Okay, now, if we are going to attend the Flock of Feathers Forum, we are going to need to fit in. You picking up what I'm putting down? No. Okay, let's see here. Uh, oh, here, try this one on for size. A bird suit? No way. I don't know what you're scheming, Mindy, but I am not dressing up in a bird suit. <gasps> this is not just a bird suit, Guy Raz. This is a spectacled eider bird suit that I had custom made for emergencies. And this is an emergency. Huh. Let me see that for a moment. Wait a minute. Is this a bird with glasses? Well, I guess the spectacled eider does have rings around its eyes, which make it look like it's wearing glasses. So, yeah. Oh. It's basically the Guy Raz of birds. Well, do you even think we're going to be welcome at the Flock of Feathers Forum, India? I mean, seeing as though we're humans and all? I don't know. Does this look like a human to you? Ah! See? We're going to fit right in. Mindy, you look like a bald eagle wearing a mustache. No, I look like a three-waddled bellbird, and a three-waddled bellbird looks like a little bald eagle wearing a mustache. Uh-huh. I see. Okay, now let's get you into your spectacled eider suit. Here, just step right in, and I will zip you up. Uh, why do I let you get me into these things? Uh, Probably because these bird suits look so warm and cozy and lifelike. Mindy! There! Now turn around and check yourself out in the mirror. Ready to go shake a tail feather down at the forum? What is this forum? Guy Raz, it's only the world's largest flock of birds from all over the world gathered in one place. It's basically an ornithologist's dream come true. An ornithologist? You mean a person who studies birds? You know it. And normally, ornithologists have to travel all over the planet to spy on birds. But at the Flock of Feathers Forum, the birds are all in one place. You mean one stuffy hotel conference room. Yeah, and no humans are invited. But all the birds are going to be there. I'm talking the tawny frogmouth, the blue-footed booby, the horned screamer, the blue-faced honey eater, the yellow-bellied sapsucker. Are you referring to Grandma G-Force's pro wrestling friends or actual bird species? Well, technically both. But in this case, actual bird skyraz and if we don't fly down to the forum we're going to miss all of their weird bird behaviors in action i'm sorry weird behaviors oh yeah see i was just reading this fascinating new study in the journal nature ecology and evolution oh yeah well, what did you learn from the study well i could tell you yes 
but I'd rather show you. Uh, does this mean we're going out in public in these bird suits? Don't worry, Guy Rozzy. No one will be able to recognize us. I promise you. Uh, anything for science. Yes. Now I'm just going to open the front door here, and you're going to follow me out. So just play it cool, and no one will know it's you. Hey, Guy Raz, nice spectacled Eider costume. Mindy. Who? I mean, who? Who? Oh, wow, Mindy, hardly recognized you. Cool, a three-waddled bellbird costume. Thank you. I think you could have also pulled off a Rufus Patu, you know, with the big mouth and bulbous eyes. Hey, that's... Just flap your little wings and keep on walking, Guy Raz. Walking? Shouldn't we be flying? Guy Raz, big birds don't fly. You know the song. What song? <clears throat> big birds, they don't fly. They don't fly. Big birds don't fly. Yeah, you got it. Big birds, they don't fly. They don't fly. Big birds. Don't fly. Ah, monster birds on the loose. Run for your lives. Monster birds? Where? Look, look, we're here. Huh? We're here, Guy Raz. We made it to the Flock of Feathers Forum. Whoa, look at all these birds, Mindy. Now this is what I call a flying. A complete air show. Come on, let's head inside. Mindy, I feel like we're the biggest birds here. Nah, check out that ostrich over there. He's almost bigger than both of us combined. What in the... Hi! Hi, I, I mean, Tweet! 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 Okay, he doesn't look happy. I think he's onto us. Now, let's check out the schedule of events for today. Okay, let's see here. Ooh, we've got two can do it, a guide to partner nest building at 10. And then at noon, there's a seminar on how to get qualified in long distance flying. Oh, you have to have working wings to get qualified for that one. Anywho, there's also a self help seminar for any birds who beat in high school. Eesh. Yeah, I don't know if any of these really apply to us, Mindy. Of course they don't apply to us, Guy Raz. But the bird on the street is that this is the place for the best bird watching in the world right now. Man, it seems like every single one of Reggie's feathered friends are here. I see parrots, hummingbirds, owls, woodpeckers. And look at us, a couple of cuckoos. Speak for yourself, Mindy. I'm a respectable, spectacled eider. Hey, Guy Raz, have you seen Reggie anywhere around here? Hmm, no, but uh, but I do see a workshop starting now that's called uh, Eat Like a Bird and Say No to Extinction. Oh, that's the one I wanted to come here for. Remember how I mentioned wanting to come down here and witness all of the weird bird behaviors? Yeah. Well, this is where we're going to find them. Come on, follow me inside. Ha, 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 ha. 
Mindy, I didn't know Reggie was a public speaker. Did, did you know Reggie was a public speaker? Did, did Reggie know Reggie was a public speaker? Shh, let me hear what he's saying and I'll translate. What's he saying? Uh, well, he's encouraging all of his fellow birds to experiment with new foods. <laughs> and to also try new ways of foraging. Foraging? As in searching for food? Yeah, and he's telling them that by being flexible in their eating and foraging behaviors, that they might make themselves less vulnerable to extinction. <laughs> yes, Guy Raz, this is it. This is the study that I was talking about earlier. You mean the one in the scientific journal Nature and Ecology Evolution? Yeah. So it all started with a team of researchers led by Simon Ducatez from Spain's Center for Research on Ecology and Forestry Applications in Barcelona and Louis Lefebvre from McGill University in Montreal, Canada. Wow, that's a mouthful. More like a beakful, especially for a three-waddled bellbird like me. So what were these researchers looking for? Okay, so they believed that birds who were capable of adapting or changing the way they eat based on changes to their surroundings would have a better chance at surviving as a species than birds who were not as flexible to change. What do you mean by flexible? Oh, I think Reggie's about to introduce the rootless creepy bird as an example. You know, the Rufus tree pea is part of the crow family and lives in South and Southeast Asia. It's got a long tail, eats seeds, fruit, and... Whoa! Is that bird eating fire? <laughs> wow! Looks like that really ruffled some feathers in the room. That bird is eating a flaming candle, Mindy! Well, Reggie says that this is an example of a bird who's been able to become flexible in its eating. Wait, wait, what? Okay, so apparently there's this temple in Gujarat, India, where the caretakers set out little candles made with clarified butter as the wax. Okay. Now, normally, like you were saying, the Rufus tree pea would eat things like seeds and nuts or insects. But what if those foods became hard to find? It would turn to eating flaming candles instead? You know it! The Rufus tree pea flies into the temple, grabs the lit candle like we just saw, carries the candle away, which, as you can see, is still on fire, shakes the candle until the flame goes out, then gobbles up the entire wick and the rest of the candle right along with it. <laughs> Mindy, how is eating candles going to keep this bird from becoming extinct someday? Well, according to the study, it's not. Uh... But... And this is a big but. The fact that the bird is even willing to try a new food? You mean candle. Okay, the fact that the bird is even willing to try eating a candle is a good sign that it could also adjust and adapt to new changes in its habitat. Oh, look! Reggie's about to introduce another bird! 
what's he saying, Mindy? Uh, Reggie says that this next bird <laughs> is a bullfinch native to Barbados in the Caribbean. Oh, right. And bullfinches normally feed on seeds and certain plants. Yeah, until nearly all of their native habitat was turned into human habitat. You mean like hotels and shops and restaurants for the humans who vacation in Barbados? Uh-huh. So instead of eating seeds and plants, now the bullfinches eat human leftovers. Or sometimes they don't even wait for the leftovers and just go straight for the food on human plates as it's served. Look at that bullfinch, Mindy. He's got a whole packet of sugar in its tiny beak. Okay, now watch carefully. First, you sneak up on some unsuspecting humans who are trying to enjoy their meal. And then, when they're not looking, you swoop in and steal a sugar packet right off their table. Then, you take that sugar packet, pack it open, and dump the whole thing down your little bird beak. Ah, what a complex set of actions for a bird. Not to mention a ton of sugar. Oh, wait, here's another one. Reggie's inviting a carob grackle to the stage for a demonstration. And I believe carob grackles are omnivores, meaning they'll eat both plants and animals, so things like seeds and small lizards. Or dog food? What? Check it out, Guy Raz. This carob grackle is giving the other birds a tutorial on how to eat dog food. First, you sneak in and steal some dry dog food. Okay. Then you dip the dog food in a rain puddle to get it nice and mushy. And then you shove it down your track. Is this actually good for the birds? You know, eating things like processed sugar and dog food and fire? Yes, of course it's not good for the birds, Guy Raz. But what these researchers found is that they don't have much of a choice. I mean, humans are coming in and destroying their native habitats to create new human habitats, and birds are no longer able to live and eat in the ways that they were born to. And now these birds are faced with a choice to make. Yep. Either become Inventorito tricksters and come up with new ways of eating and surviving, or... Or potentially go extinct as a species. Exactoritos. But these are just a few examples, Mindy. I mean, are they really enough to support the idea that birds who are able to adapt to their changing environments will be less likely to go extinct? Well, you're right in that these are only a few examples, Guy Raz. But these researchers found evidence of clever problem-solving birds all over the world. Mindy, there are somewhere around 18,000 different bird species on the planet. Are you telling me that this little team of researchers studied the strange new eating habits of all of them? Nope. 
But what they did do was take their own observations and then compare them with the observations of ornithologists in 204 ornithological journals from all over the world. Almost like a big book of bird watching. Well, big book of scientific bird watching. And for this, they specifically looked for any mentions of strange or innovative eating behaviors. And what did they find? Well, first of all, they found 60 years worth of stories featuring more than 8,600 different bird species. Wow! And among those different species, they found over 3,800 observations of weirdo eating techniques. I don't even think you have that many strange eating habits, Mindy. Yeah, I thought that maybe by coming here I could learn a thing or two. Uh... Guy Raz, these researchers found evidence of birds who have taught themselves how to fish with bait, steal whole bags of chips from people on beaches, open sealed boxes of human snacks, use cars to crack open nuts or pry mussels out of their shells. I mean, the list just goes on and on and on. And then were the scientists able to compare how well the birds actually survived? Uh Uh-huh. And they found that the more innovative the birds are able to be, the less likely they are to go extinct. But to be clear, there are some other problems that birds face that can't be solved with unusual eating habits. Problems like human hunters and invasive species. That is true. And of course, we humans have a big responsibility to protect these birds and their habitats. I mean, some of these bird brains are proving to be more clever than we might have realized, but it doesn't mean that we can just leave them to fend for themselves completely. Eating dog food and candles? What's he saying, Mindy? He's welcoming all the birds in the room to come flamingle with him at the cockatiel hour later. He says there's going to be free nectar for those who drink it. I had no idea Reggie was such a popular pigeon. Yeah, we should probably get his autograph or something. You know, Mindy, I was skeptical about this adventure earlier, but I gotta say, I'm kind of glad you took me under your wing today. You and me both, buddy. Now let's get out of here. That ostrich is back, and I think he's on to us. What? Ah! Giant bird on the loose! Run for your lives! Wow in the world, we'll be right back. Grown-ups, this message is for you. This message comes from NPR sponsor State Farm. With surprisingly great rates, State Farm is the real deal when it comes to home and car insurance. Their agents are ready to help personalize your insurance so you can create a policy that fits your needs. Manage your coverage, pay your bill, or even file a claim right from your phone with the State Farm mobile app. And you can always call one of the State Farm agents in neighborhoods across the country. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. This message comes from NPR sponsor GoFundMe. This holiday season, GoFundMe is introducing five causes to bring people, charities, and donors together around a central need and experience the joy of giving. From social justice and COVID-19 relief to animals and education, donations help both urgent aid and long-term relief. 
Supporters receive updates from the people and charities they've helped and can see their impact. Visit GoFundMe to learn more. Making something original and creative is hard, but sustaining that is even harder. I'm Guy Raz from How I Built This, and I just want to say congratulations to NPR's Planet Money for 1,000 episodes, and it's still so smart and surprising and delightful as ever. Just check out Planet Money's episode 1,000 celebration to see what I mean. That's it. Back to the show. Crustaceans. Say hi to Dennis. Hi! Thomas Fingerling. <laughs> what? Bye. Hi, Minnie and My name is James and I'm ten and a half years old. And my name is Andrew and I'm six and a half years old. And we live in Orange County, California. Our wow in the world is that a year on Mars takes 687 days. That would almost be two years on Earth. That means that I would be a little over five and a half Martian years old, and I would be a little over three and a half Martian years old. Isn't that crazy? Say hi to Reggie, Grandma G-Force, and Thomas Fingerling for us. Gnarly! Booyah! <laughs> Love you, show! Hello, Mindy and Guy Ross. My name is Sam. I live in Washington, D.C. My wow in the world is that sharks have been on Earth longer than trees. Say hi to Reggie for me. <laughs> um, hi, my name's Spencer. I live in Guatemala, and my wow is that crocodiles can't stick their tongues out in the alligator can. Bye. Hi, Mindy and Guy Ross. My name is Samantha from Bethesda, Maryland. Um, and my wow in the world is dolphins can see inside many animals by using sound waves called echolocation. Bye, Minji and Guy Raz, and say hi to Stockett Man, a.k.a. Dennis. Uh, no, 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 no. I'm not as cool as Static Man, whoever he is. I mean, I, I look nothing like Static Man. He's a superhero hunk. <laughs> Reggie! Hi, Mindy and Guy Raz. My name is Hollis, and I'm from Jamaica Plain, Massachusetts. My wow in the world is that the universe expands faster than the speed of light. Isn't that crazy? Bye, Mindy and Guy Raz. Hi, Guy Raz and Mindy. I'm Marlon, and I'm eight years old, and I live in Florida. My wow in the world is that in the 1800s, tomatoes are considered poisonous. Say hi to Reggie, Thomas Fingerling, and don't forget Dennis. Yeah, don't forget me. Bye. Hi, Mindy and Guy Ross. My name is Amy. I live in Bethesda, Maryland, and um, my wow in the world is the mimic octopus can change its color, shape, and movements to look like other sea life, such as snakes, lionfish, stingrays, and jellyfish. Bye, Minty and Guy Ross. Say hi to um, 
to Reggie? <laughs> Thomas McGurley. I'm the fairest one of all. Grandma Dehorse. Bonjourno. And Reggie. <laughs> yeah, she already said your name. <laughs> she just likes you best. Just say hi again. <laughs> you are the luckiest pigeon. <laughs> Bye. Love your show. End of messages. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for hanging out with us this week on Wow in the World. And to keep the wow rolling, check out this week's scientific conversation starters at our website, wowintheworld.com. And grown-ups, there you can find more info on how your kids can become members of the World Organization of Wowzers, shop our wow shop, upload photos and videos to us, and check dates for our upcoming live events. That's wowintheworld.com. Our show is produced by Jed Anderson. Who provides the bells, whistles, and silly characters. Say hello, Jed. Yellow. Our show is written by me, Guy Raz, and Thomas Van Kalken, who also provides silly characters. Tom? Hello there. Thanks also to Jessica Bodie, Anna Zagorski, Rebecca Caban, Kit Ballinger, and Alex Curley. Meredith Halpern-Ranzer powers the wow at Tinkercast. Our theme song was composed and performed by The Pop-Ups. For more on their three-time Grammy-nominated all-ages music, find them at thepopups.com. And grown-ups, you can follow Wow in the World on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Wow in the World. And our email address is hello at wowintheworld.com. And if you're a kid with a big wow to share with us, call us at 1-888-7-WOW-WOW for a chance to be featured at the end of the show. Also, if you haven't already done so, please subscribe to Wow in the World on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, leave us a few stars, a review, or just tell a friend about the show. Thanks again for listening, and until next time, keep keep on wowing. Jinx! Cast and sent to you by NPR. Hello, I'm Susan Stamberg, one of NPR's founding mothers. To stay connected, I am reading books with my son and his young girls virtually. Tune in to Storytime with Zuzu at facebook.com slash NPR every Thursday at 4.30 p.m. Eastern Time.